This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast. PPP loans just may have awakened credit unions to the immense opportunity there is in small business lending. That's what Sharif Hassan, CEO of FinTech Capital Forum, believes. The opportunity is there for the credit unions that seize it. But to win that business, credit unions need to speed up their lending process, said Hassan. They also need to create more efficient processes that cut cost. Automation, smart technology, is the key. At many credit unions, the typical cost for funding a small business deal is around 3600 said Hassan. Capiform's tools get that cost down to maybe 360 At that cost, suddenly making smaller loans, maybe, maybe 50000 or 75000 Loans that often are what small businesses want is realistic. Community banks have long had a lead in small business lending, but CU 2.0 podcast listeners recently heard Steve Bruhn of Foresight Research say that his data shows a huge drop in customer satisfaction at community banks. That's an opportunity for credit unions. And in the comfort many credit unions gained in the PPP program, where they learned they could successfully deal with small businesses and also with the federal government, and the path to more loans for credit unions is clear. Comes at an ideal time. Many credit unions are drowning in deposits. Small business loans are a profitable path to safety. Don't many fintech lenders want that same market? They do, they do indeed. But credit unions, with their community focus, have a fast track to succeeding in that battle. Listen up to this podcast, you'll hear why that's so. This is, of course, the CU 2.0 podcast. This is your host, Robert McGarvey. Now, let's talk about lending. You say there's a great opportunity for credit unions in terms of small business lending, but one thing they're going to have to do is learn to lend a whole lot faster than they do now. Am I right? Yeah, they sure are. They sure are. We, uh, it's funny, we've... Uh probably had like a hundred conversations in the last maybe 50 days since we've gone live and uh, they are really struggling and, and so much so that uh, they're opting to just not participate and uh, stuck in 30 year mortgages making two or 3% on their money. And they know that the SBA product or the commercial loan products are really the way to go. Just, uh, just can't get themselves to do it. And we've been lucky. We've been showcasing our own product and, talking them through it and saying there is a better way. And if there's ways now to really find the perfect combination between their relationships with their customers and their cost of capital and kind of infusing it with everything that we've learned on the FinTech side and being able to automate the pulling of data and the understanding and building scorecards. We, uh, we are really seeing like, it's funny, halfway through the conversations, you can see the light bulb kind of going off and they're saying, Oh, you know, this is actually really great. And, so long as you're following our credit policy or, you know, for the SBA products, the SBA guidelines are, are pretty set in stone. So they're really easy to kind of, uh, you know, calculate and really easy to automate and really easy to, to, to program. And they're saying, you know, as so long as we're within those boundaries and writing, underwriting the right way, this sounds like a great idea. And uh, we are like three or four conversations into some of our credit union prospects now. And, uh, it's really, really been a great experience. And what, what kind of loans are you talking about? What size? So there, there's really two sets that we're looking at. And uh, one of them 
although it's really been most of my experience on the online lending side, uh, when we first have these conversations, folks are asking us, you know, we are keen on the SBA product and the SBA product is, I think the average loan size, maybe 350 or 360,000. So that's really when we start our conversations, people are looking at that. But, uh, you know, with the onset of companies like American Express doing these merchant finance loans and 50,000 and 70,000 and 100,000, uh, the idea of being able to kind of spread out your risk by putting out more smaller dollar loans is becoming, seems to me, becoming even more attractive to the credit unions. So uh, we go in now with the conversations of, you know, do, are you doing $50,000 deals? Because there are so many more small business owners that need 50 to 100K than those that need 350 or more. The problem with a $50,000 loan from a credit union perspective, though, is is labor intensive. It takes essentially as much labor to give a $50,000 loan as a $500,000 loan. So can you make money at 50 is, is uh, the question. That's such a great question. So historically, like that's such a bullseye response. Uh, it, it's not so much the case anymore. There's so much access to data online and the ability to pull APIs or to use APIs to pull personal credit and business credit and the background reports and even transaction data. The, uh, it's funny, we, we do a lot of analysis on how much time are we saving and how much money are we saving. And, uh, you know, it, it, in essence, it used to, or the traditional way, costs about $3,650 to underwrite a deal. Uh, we've really brought that cost down, believe it or not, by more than 90%. Uh, we're wow. showing customers now that we can underwrite for as little as 350 or $360. And in that scenario, that fifty dollars or $60,000 loan now if it performs well, of course, it's really a profitable deal. Like it helps the small business owner, of course, but even on the bank side, they're on the credit union side, excuse me, they're able to really satisfy so many more of their members. And uh, because they are, the process is online and pretty fast and pretty friendly, it's really a nice experience for everyone that's involved. Now that makes sense. Uh, at 350 bucks, um, a $50,000 loan, is almost certainly workable or profitable, particularly since you're going to get a better rate than you're going to get on a lot of lending today. That's a good point, Robert. The idea that, uh, you know, the, the credit unions have so many advantages that their cost of capital is practically negligible, their marketing costs also practically negligible, and they have really good relationships with their members. Like if you can take those three and then kind of add all of the fintech uh, like experience or the fintech uh, processes like it is really a home run like the online lenders are great because again it's a good experience but because they have a higher cost of capital and they have much much higher uh, marketing expenses because they're usually paying a broker in the middle of that deal if you remove those two if you're able to get that great experience to your customers at such a reasonable rate it uh I'll, I'll tell you, I think in, in a very short period of time, you know, and very short period of time is relative, of course. Uh, I think the credit unions are going to be the best at these online lending products, like being able to get fifty or $60,000 out to their customers in just a matter of minutes at super, super competitive rates. I think, I think that's where it's going. Um, I, I think with those loans, competitiveness, of course it has to be competitive, but many of the borrowers are looking for ease and convenience of getting the money. 
as opposed to putting a lot of effort into shopping for the best rate. I mean, there are people who shop compulsively to get the best mortgage rate. I, these small business borrowers aren't like that. They need 50 grand today. And yeah, that's exactly right. They want to, they want to, I'm not saying they want to be extorted. They don't, but if the rates within the realm of reasonableness, that's fine. Let's just sign it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the difference between a mortgage and a small business loan is that small business loan, they're going to use that money to make money. So if they're paying, you know, a one percent per month or a half a percent per month or whatever that low fee is, the, the debt service is really negligible relative to what they can do with that money and how they can grow their business or how they can increase their profits. Right. That's that's an excellent point. They're borrowing money in order to make more money. Right. Right. Quite different than a consumer mortgage, of course, where you really do need the best deal because that monthly payment is coming from your fixed salary each month. Like it's, it's a quite different psychology around those deals. And at least in certain parts of the country, that mortgage interest isn't fully tax deductible because it's above a threshold. Boy, Robert, you're like doing my job for me here. Obviously, <laughs> business loans, the interest on a business loan is always 100% tax deductible. So it's so what what is what is the credit union need to do to to get involved in this with you? So I, I think the interest is really growing, which is obviously the always the best first step. And uh, there there are other applications. You know, I want to say there there you know we're not alone in what we're trying to do here. Uh, the idea is to find a good provider and to really understand. Obviously, first of all, to understand what your strategy is. And uh, we've all been pretty lucky. The uh, the the Paycheck Protection Program has really wet the whistle of a lot of small business lenders and the credit unions in particular, that there is a huge need for commercial lending. And the idea is once they understand that there is that need, you know, you could run a survey, you could ask your members and uh, ultimately they're all going to come out with the same conclusion that this is a, such a needed product. And uh, of course they reach out to us and see what we can do and come through one of our demos or sit through one of our webinars and, uh, you know, a lot of times folks will go through the, the the demo and be like, wow, this is something super cool and something that we probably really need. But uh, is it expensive? And does it take a long time to get involved? And how about integrating the product with the core? All of the kind of, you know, not just mental, but really all of the obstacles that, that is really the easy way to just continue to not make action. Uh, it's changing. It, it is not so expensive anymore to get onto an application or a platform like this. And it does not take six or seven or 10 months to get it going. You know, we, we've gotten, we've gotten a customer up in less than 30 days, like, like from inception to the first webinar, to talking to us, to going through the negotiations, to signing the MSA, to getting them up and running, did it in like 40 days. And uh, it's really becoming that easy. The idea that the small business lending application is really you know, a point solution to a point problem. Uh, I, I think as more people become aware of that, it, uh, it's, it's, it's really going to grow and it's really going to become like the, the, the common way of going about adding commercial lending to your portfolio. I think the difference is historically credit union bought a lot of tools through their core providers and the core providers moved pretty slowly, very deliberately and pretty expensively, whereas FinTech move at the speed of Silicon Valley. 
you have it done before lunch today. <laughs> it's, you, you, you don't have six months to, to do this. It's not going to happen. You're going to be out of business before the six months are gone. But fortunately, the credit unions will, will not be out of business in six months if they don't act. But that's really what's holding them back. Like We sometimes hear, you know, the best way for me to keep my job is to do nothing. And then you hear that and be like, wow, that's a kind of an enviable position to be in. But when you think about it from the member's perspective, the members want to see digital products and they're getting hit up by the online lenders. But the online lenders you know, spend a ton of money marketing, looking for small businesses, and they may end up spending three or four or even five times as much borrowing from an online lender than they would if their own credit union were offering the product. It's, it's kind of a shame. Like, like there's no reason that a credit union should be losing business to, to someone who has absolutely no relationship with that member. So, I, and I think that, so funny, I, I think during this pandemic, I think that has created a huge awakening, Robert. And, uh, you know, and, and the credit unions themselves and their members are the ones who are going to benefit from it. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think also, I, I was talking with a market research firm that had done research on consumer satisfaction with financial institutions and the category of financial institution they say that has suffered the biggest drop in consumer satisfaction in the pandemic is community banks. They, they don't know why. So I, I could take a guess. I, uh, I think because so many banks and credit unions have had to stop seeing customers in their branches. And then the folks who don't have digital kind of alternatives to the, to the branch visit are the ones who are suffering. And in turn, their customers or their members are suffering because of it. That essentially would be my guess, that uh, community banks lag credit unions when it comes to technology. Not that credit unions are world beaters in technology, but they're better than most community banks. And in the pandemic, you need technology. And if the community bank essentially has next to nothing, hmm, not going to be satisfied uh, customers. But that opens the opportunity for credit unions because community banks, historically, if they we're good at anything with small business lending. And, and, uh, and that's somewhat counterintuitive that community banks are the laggards in technology because community banks are more profit-driven than, than credit unions are. You'd, you'd imagine that they'd be a, a little bit more of the earlier adopters than, than their counterparts. I think they're also stingy, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you say that, but, you know, implementing new technologies and being able to underwrite in a matter of you know minutes or hours as opposed to days and weeks, that is saving a ton of money. And being able to grow your loan portfolio by four or five times without having to increase your 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 human capacity, those are money makers. Those are not money spenders. Like, I, I agree, they, but I, I think yeah. many bank executives and certainly a generation of credit union executives that saw each technology advance as a new expense, a new cost. I have to buy an ATM. God, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a little expensive, but it's it's going to work for you. Uh, but uh, so each each advance, it's a mindset thing. Do do again, of a small business owner going out for a loan sees that loan money as seeding further profits for him or her. They don't see it as an expense per se. They see it as a way to invest money in the business. And a lot, some community bank executives see each piece of technology as yet another expense. Oh, you're kidding me. You're breaking my back. 
I'm going to go broke. Uh, and you might go broke, but you know, you're going to go out of business probably before you go broke. Right. All uh, your members are going to leave you. <laughs> pretty much. Now, uh, one issue uh, we know credit unions have today is they have essentially too much in the way of deposits, interest bearing deposits. And they need to find more ways to get that money out on the street working for them. Yeah, they sure do. I, uh, I'll tell you something that's interesting that we've been uncovering and that people are so open with us and transparent with what they're doing. And the folks that are doing really well working with the SBA is, you know, if, if the SBA loan is 75% guaranteed, they're able to take that guaranteed portion and sell it in the secondary market. And uh, so they're not taking very much risk. They're able to sell three quarters of the deal pretty quickly. And then they end up getting a servicing fee to continue to service that deal, even though they're offering their customers really good rates relative, of course, to, to, to their, like to their competitors, it's a good moneymaker. And it's a, like, like they're, they're, it's, it's such a win-win for, for the credit unions. And I think more and more of them are beginning to realize this. We're a, uh, we're working with a credit union league in, uh, in some of the southern states. Some of the stories we hear, people are really encouraged. And again, I think it goes back to just the PPP program from several months back. People are jazzed up. They really want to get involved in this. And they know that it's helping their customers. And they know that it's helping their bottom line. And because they're providing all of the kind of loss-leading products to their customers. And then the one product that could make them some revenue they're not doing it, and the, and the online lenders are taking those deals. And uh, I, I think they're all really, really coming around saying, what are we doing here? We have these relationships. These have got to be our deals. How do we get involved? And uh, people are seeking us out. And uh, I think the credit unions are, are really about to have a huge, huge impact in, in, in supporting our small business communities. Well, I think a lot of them dove into that pool with PPP loans. Right. It was a risk-free way to kind of test the market. Well, and also do something that clearly was good community service. You know, you're helping small businesses stay afloat. You're helping small businesses pay their employees. Their employees would buy groceries, pay for their car, buy gasoline, et cetera, et cetera. It was, it was just a perfect scenario. And the government okay. said, hey, no sweat, no risk to you. And But once they did that, that put them in kind of small businesses out of that, they should have learned that this is this is workable. We know how to talk with these people, and we can yeah. do them some good. Yeah, and uh, it's funny you started with uh, the idea to helping the communities. Like it's it's so funny when we talk to credit unions in particular, and we ask them like like what's your main motivation? And it, it's really member satisfaction before anything. Like, and I want to tell you, almost every single time, it's the first thing they say. We want to because it, I guess because they're member owned, of course. Being able to please your membership is so important to them. And, and, and this is such a crowd pleaser kind of product. And, and, and they know it now, which is just great. And they saw that they can do the paperwork. They can figure this stuff out. It's all, not all that hard. I mean, it's a lot easier if they're working in partnership with a fintech. But if you're doing that, it's, it's, it's not hard. And it does good for the community. It does good for the members. What's not to like? A lot, a lot of folks at credit unions have a, a little bit of fear of, of putting out the SBA products because they just don't have the, uh, the human resources or, or the, 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 the wherewithal, the, the knowledge to do that product. Because if you do them wrong and the product and, and the loan is not guaranteed, 
becomes a little bit difficult for them. Uh, so we've teamed up now with outsourced SBA experts. So we have a product within our own product library called SBA in a box. And so when a, a new customer comes on and they look at the products within the product library and they choose that SBA in a box, all they're really responsible now for is bringing in the customer and then of course funding the loan. But one of our SBA partners, I think they, they I wanna say the number is either 1,700 or 1,800 SBA loans that they've done. Not a single one, either fully or partially, has lost its guarantee. So it's, it's like a no brainer now. Like we have the expertise to actually get the deals done right. And uh, I, I think, and even from our perspective as a young company, I think that's our main differentiator now. Like, I think that's why so many people are wanting to talk to us because we're saying it's, it's just your money and your customers. You don't take any risk. You don't have to hire people to do the deals. You don't even have to learn how to do it. We, we've got that part taken care of now. It's, it's just been great. Like we just, we just brought on our, our second SBA partner maybe two weeks ago or two and a half weeks ago, but uh, we brought in a heavy hitter and it has made such a huge difference for us. So you're taking a lot of the, the work of this for credit unions. Practically all of it, Robert. Like we, uh, we know the power of the credit unions and the relationships with their members and, and their need, like you were talking about the, the excessive deposits on their, on their balance sheets. That, 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 that money needs to be helping the economy right now better than just sitting there. And when it's just sitting there, they've got to pay interest on it. You don't want to lose money by having deposits. The essence of the credit union business is this so-called spread business. You take money in at X percent, you lend it out at 2X percent, and you live on the difference. Right. It's terrible if you take money in at X percent and you ain't getting nothing back on it. Right. You know, or, zero or, X is no way to pay the bills. Or getting caught up in mostly you know, 25 or 3% 30-year mortgages. It's lower than the inflation rate. There, there's not much money on 2.5% deals. No, that's, uh, and there's not much money on indirect auto lending, which I think many credit units have discovered to their disappointment. And yeah, it, it's uh, also it, more risk than they wanted in auto loans. And when you think about the field of membership, they are really lending to their communities. Like, like you said, the idea of putting that money out and kind of spurring the economy and that money goes to their employees or to their customers, and then they're spending it in the gas stations or in the supermarkets or in the retail stores in their neighborhoods. It, it's really the essence of what the credit union is supposed to be doing, isn't it? Well, that's a powerful marketing message for the credit union too, that we're, we're funding the community. Yeah, I think, I think the credit union's future is very, very bright. Yeah, I like this idea of getting credit unions energized about small business lending. And essentially you're telling them that you can all the mystery out of it. You can, you can make it easy for them to make intelligent loans that bring a nice rate of return, do good in their community. It's what's not to like. What's not to like. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Like, you know, I've, I've been in lending now nearly 20 years and, uh, I've been excited a couple of times, but, uh, not nearly as excited as I am right now. I'm looking at the opportunities out there to, to really help lenders, look at bigger opportunities and to kind of not spread the wealth so much as, but to, to minimize their risk by putting out smaller loan sizes to many more small businesses. And uh, it's going to have an amazing, amazing impact. Like, and I, I could already feel it. Like I, I could see it every day now. Well, you're, you know, just mathematically, if I put out a hundred 
$100,000 loans, a lot more comfortable with that putting out one, whatever that multiple would be, 10 million, mm -hmm. whatever 10 million, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I put out one $10 million loan and it goes south, man, I'm in, I'm in a world of pain. <laughs> now, right, of my uh, hundred loans, a few, a few will go bad, but that's okay. It, right. It's, it's doable. Right, you're, you're not gonna lose sleep over a missed payment if you're spread out like that. You're exactly right. Before we go, think hard about how you can help support this podcast so we can do more interviews with more thoughtful leaders in the credit union world. What we're trying to figure out here in these podcasts is what's next for credit unions. What can they do to really, really, really make a difference in the financial scene? Can't all be mega banks, can it? It's my hope it won't all be mega banks. It'll always be a place for credit unions. That's what we're discussing here. So figure out how you can help. Get in touch with me. This is rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. Robert McGarvey, again, that's rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. Get in touch. We'll figure out a way that you can help. We need your support. We want your support. We thank you for your support. This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast.